Go in your Bibles to the book of 1 John. That's not the Gospel of John. Those that are new in this, find Revelation and then go back and find Jude, and then you'll find 3 John, and you'll find 2 John, and you'll find 1 John. And we're going to start preaching from this book. I don't know if we'll preach five messages. I don't know if we'll preach uh, six messages. I don't know if we'll preach ten messages. I don't know. But just once we get into it, we'll see, we'll see what we can uh, glean from this. But today, and let's read one less verse and what it shows up there. We're going to read 1 John chapter number 1, starting with verse number 1. I am somewhat under the weather, thanks be unto my wife. <clears throat> she coughed and hacked around for two weeks, and I kept, hung on, one week, seemed like forever. <laughs> and uh, it finally got on me, I guess. Um, it was three or four years ago. She sabotaged me because uh, she, instead of having ivory soap, which I've got to have ivory soap because I've got sensitive skin. <laughs> it's true. My kids got the same. It's true. My kids got the same thing from me. They got sensitive skin. And uh, instead, she had that green soap. It was like sandpaper or whatever, whatever it was called. What was it? Flava. I don't know what it was. No, it wasn't that. <clears throat> And I used that, and then I used it again the next day, and I'm telling you, I just, I broke out all, it was so bad that uh, I had to call Bill J, and uh, however many years back that's been, and it was during Christmas time, and Bill J had to preach for me, because uh, I couldn't make it to church that day. I was broke out head to toe. <laughs> Dr. Moult and Phil Black, they both came right to the house. Who said that the doctors don't make house calls anymore? Came right to the house and told me that oh, you need a shot. So uh, we'll go get the stuff and what? No, I said no. I'll follow you to Fairfield. So uh, I followed him to Fairfield and they gave me a shot and it was all good. I tell you what, that night I took the ring off my finger and it was a good thing I did because they would have had to cut the thing off because I went to put it on the next day and there was no way on earth I'd blowed it up. It was a, she, she sabotaged me was what that was. <laughs> so I'm going to try to get through this today. and uh, We're going um, to preach and give this a title. It's something old timers used to say. And uh, now that I'm getting older, I feel like I can say this and be in the right company. I know that I know. How many of you have ever heard that before? You ever heard somebody say that before? I know that I know. I know that I know that I know. I know that I know. First John chapter 1, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life. For the life was manifested, and we have seen it, and bear witness and show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested or made known unto us. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you 
that you also may have fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. These things write we unto you that your joy may be full. This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. Father, I'm praying for your Holy Spirit to nestle down upon me this day and upon this congregation. And Lord God, the words that, that needs to be spoken, Lord, they would be spoken and we would speak that word in of truth and love, and Lord God, they would hear rejoicingly so. In Jesus' name, amen. The next to the last verse in the Gospel of John, John writes these words. I write these things that we know that this testimony is true. John picks up that same theme when he writes 1 John. I don't want to be irreverent, but we could call the Gospel of John Big John, and I guess we could call the, the letter of John here Little John. But it, the same concept is there to know. 28 times in these few pages of your Bible, John writes the word know. He wants us to know. In John chapter 1, Verse 14 in Big John, this I feel may be one of the most, at least to me anyway, one of the most important verses of the Bible. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Most children's books begin, how so? Once upon a time. Once upon a time, there was Papa Bear and Mama Bear and Baby Bear. Hey, I, that's what Bo Bear read to his kids, I bet. Huh? No? <laughs> Sherry, do you read that? No? <clears throat> and what John wants to convey to us is this. John is saying... What we have got and what we're talking about and what we're proclaiming is not a made-up story. These are not cunningly devised fables to get someone to follow after that we may know is what he is about. We write these things that you may know. Go in your Bibles to the book of Psalms, chapter 119, which is the what chapter in the Bible? The longest chapter in the Bible. Somebody tell me where the middle of the Bible is. Somebody? 118 verse 8. I believe that is correct. Let me right, get right there. It is correct. The very middle of the Bible is, the Psalm, is Psalms 118 verse 8. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. That's the very middle of the Bible. But in Psalms 119, I want you to shout out a verse from 1 to 176. And the reason I don't want you to read it is because you, they wouldn't hear it on the CD. So you shout out a verse, and I'll read that. 102. Was that what I heard right? 102. 102. I have not departed from thy judgments, for thou hast taught me. Somebody else? 
Seven, was it seven? Seven is, I will praise thee with uprightness of heart when I shall have learned thy righteous judgments. Seventy-two, have we already said that one? No. Seventy-two, the law of thy mouth is better unto me than thousands of gold and silver. Ninety-three, I will never forget thy precepts, for with them thou hast quickened me. Somebody else. Eleven, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Somebody else. Wait a minute now. What was it? Sixteen. I will delight myself in thy statutes. I will not forget thy word. Forty-nine. Forty-nine. Remember the word unto thy servant which thou hast caused me to hope. Somebody else. Thirty-four. Give me understanding and I shall keep thy law. Yea, I shall observe it with my whole heart. I think we could probably go through most of these, and it's going to be something about the Word of God. And now in saying that, let's do a couple more, and then we'll go on to something else. 41. Let thy mercies come also unto me, O Lord, even thy salvation according to thy word. 74. 70 what? 74. They that fear thee will be glad when they see me because I have hoped in thy word. One more time. 59, 89. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. It's not everyone. There may be just two or three. But almost everyone of from 1 to 176 deals with the Word of God in Psalms 119. And the reason that is there is so we can hope in the Word of God and that we can know that we know. Know that we know. To know that we know. There's power in this book. There's power in this book if you just carry it around with you every day. I have never been offered a cigarette or a bottle of booze while I had my Bible with me. Never had. <laughs> no woman has ever come on to me, like that happens a lot anymore, has never come on to me while I've had the Word of God on my person. There's power in the Word of God. Girls, you need to take your Bible with you and place it between you and your boyfriend when you go on a date. That way to get at you, they would have to go over Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. <laughs> this book was completed before it was ever written. Psalms 119.89, forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. For how long? Forever. Forever. 
I know that I know because of this book. Not because of how I feel. Not even because of what some preacher told me. But because of this book. This book, the Word of God. Preacher, you shouldn't be so dogmatic about that. You ain't got no say-so on how I preach. That's what I say about that. Like the army mess hall. You just hold out your tray and I just slap it on there. You get what you get. Hitler had Bibles burned and yet the Bible marches on. Voltaire, that mad atheist from France, had, had uh, printing presses to where he spewed out anti-God and atheism literature throughout all of Europe. And he said you would have to go to a museum to even see a Bible in a hundred years. And yet, that guy died, and when he died, the Geneva Bible Printing Company bought those uh, presses off of, uh, off of that man's estate. And to this day, those presses are still operational, and they are printing Bibles that go all the way around the world, the Bible marches on. So-called scientists that will say, well, the Bible's not true. And they remind me like a parrot saying, Polly want a cracker, Polly want a cracker, Polly want a cracker. Evolution's true, evolution's true, evolution's true. Hogwash. Hogwash. And I know you, you young kids are going to learn something in, in the school. It's going to be so different from what you learned from the Bible. But rest assured, some professor don't have it all. The Bible has it all right here. The Bible has it all. That is not science nor knowledge. It's like a box of grape nuts. It's not grapes nor nuts. Figure that out. In Acts chapter 7, verse 22... The Bible says this, Moses was learned in all the wisdom of Egypt. Egypt who built the, the Sphinx, Egypt who built the pyramids, Egypt who's, now think of this, Egypt who's paint that they painted the inside of those tombs with 3,500 years ago is still there to this day. That's some mighty fine paint. Moses would have studied in one of those universities of Egypt. And this is the same Egypt that had King Tut. That to this day, King Tut can be set up anywhere in the world and draw a bigger crowd. King Tut today can draw a bigger crowd than Barack Obama can draw. That's true. Every time that they set that thing up, and that sarcophagus up, I'm telling you, they'll get more. There'll be thousands of people there to see that, and it's something that happened in Egypt a long, 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 long time ago, and Moses was right in the middle of all of that. He learned and studied. Moses would have studied in the University of Egypt or Cairo or some place like that. And he would have been told that life began from the Nile River, the source of all life. And it came to where it was a slime. And from a slime, it was a white worm. And from a white worm, it became a snake. And after that, it, came, it formed into a person. 
And yet God would later reveal the truth of all of this to, to Moses in these words. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. That was the truth there. I know that I know because of this book. Preacher, we're much smarter now than we were way back then. We're much smarter now. Oh, yeah? That's what the University of Egypt taught. Let me show you what the University of Illinois teaches. They teach us that man came from a one-celled amoeba, and then from there a tadpole, and then from there a fish, and then from there a monkey, and then from there you and me. From the goo through the zoo to the you is what they teach. They teach that a tadpole developed a freckle, and that freckle became agitated, and eventually it formed an eye. And then there was another freckle, and thank goodness, that freckle just so happened to be right next to the other freckle. Thank goodness for that. Because if not, think if that other freckle would have been at your, your thigh right here. All of our genes would have had a, had a hole in it. Yeah. Thank goodness those two freckles were side by side. That messed up all my genes. I'm going to stick with Moses. And Moses said, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. This book is the word of God. It don't just contain the word of God. It is the word of God. And it's not pick and choose what is the word of God. It is the word of God. Before TV, the Bible says in Revelation chapter 11, and the nations shall see the two the bodies of the two witnesses arise. That had befuddled people that believed in the Bible and believed in God for hundreds of years because there was no way, no way, all the nations of the earth could have seen these two men that get resurrection life back into their bodies and then the whole world see them ascend up to God. No way that could happen. Well, now we know that can happen and not only will it happen, it'll probably happen in HD. And yet that had been a mystery for, for hundreds and hundreds of years. How can that possibly happen? When mankind thought that the world was flat, Isaiah said, it is God who sits upon the circle of the earth. 600 years before mankind caught up with that. You know, you, you, you find something out maybe in the news or whatever, and they say, well, you know, well, the Bible, yeah, the Bible, we, we, we found out that the Bible was true about that. It's always been true. <laughs> it's just you caught up with it. We found out that the Bible was true. No, it's always been true. You just finally caught up with it. But before there was ever a car, Nahum spoke in the Old Testament about cars going down the road. This is a verse that I believe Ben Franklin read. This is the verse I believe Ben Franklin believed. 
This is a verse that I believe Ben Franklin put into practice. Psalm 77, lightning has lighted the whole world. They may not even teach Ben Franklin anymore in, the, in school. I don't know. Let me give you an update. <laughs> he took his kite. How many don't know this story? All right, you know the story. We'll go on. <laughs> Job 38, 35. I seen this a week ago. Our daughter says, all right, me and Charles, we're leaving now. We'll call you when we get there. This is what I read in the book of Job. Job chapter 38. Job says there will come a time when people will say, I'm leaving now, later I'll tell you I'm here. And Candace said almost that word for word. Talked about the, talked about the telephone years before it ever happened. Candace said, we're leaving now. When we get there, we'll call you and tell you we made it. Preacher, I don't understand the Bible. Read it. Preacher, I don't retain the Bible. Read it. Even a strainer that has water poured through it. It don't retain it, but it's cleaner for the water having been poured through it. Always don't retain it. Read it. You'll be cleaner for having read the Word of God. Read the Word of God. In 1 John, now I get to my message. Are you ready for <laughs> In 1 John chapter 1, verse 3, the Bible talks about connection. In 1 John chapter 2, verse 1, the Bible talks about character. In 1 John chapter 2, verse 24, the Bible talks about conviction. In 1 John chapter 2, verse 28, the Bible talks about confidence. Let's just deal with the first one, connection. We have, at Orchardville Church, a connection class. And I've told you before, to show that we're cutting edge and we're hip and we are chisel, fizzle, what is that? Uh, We have a connection class, and it's spelled with an X, just to show you how cutting edge that we are here. The connection class is basically, well, I won't get into all of what that's, you can, if you haven't been in a connection class, you need to go to connection class. <clears throat> connection is fellowship, the word that we read here in John. Fellowship is the Greek word koinonia. That's where we get the word coin from. Coin. You've heard of the term coin of the realm? How many's heard of that term? Man, you're going to learn something today. Coin of the realm, meaning that all of the, we'll take the British realm, all the British realm had the same coinage. But it went deeper than that. It meant that all the British realm had the same goal. 
It meant that all the British realm, when it went time to go to war, every man that was capable of going to war went to war. They had the same drives. They had the same focus. I seen a picture the other day, and it was an eight by, a glossy eight by 10 that the uh, Wayne County Press had sent us years ago when Josh was playing ball. And it was in 1999, I, the moment I seen it, I remembered it, I remember where we was at, we was playing Sisney, uh, there was two pictures that they sent us, one was Josh was grappling with a ball from another guy, and the other one was Josh was, was right at the rim shooting a jump shot. How so much like his father to be able to get up <laughs> that high. And they had, they had put them in the paper, and then they thought, well, the preacher probably liked to have those. So they made a, a glossy thing of it, sent it to us, and uh, we've had them now collecting dust for so many years. I don't even think they're in frames anymore. But uh, I looked at that, and I thought, how focused, how focused that boy was on that rim. How focused. We was, we was at Sisney was where we was at. That was back in the day when Wayne City could beat Sisney. It ain't happening much anymore. Yeah. How focused. How focused. The same language, the same vision, the same coinage. Anybody that walks into Orchardville Church with the sole purpose of thinking, I'm just going to see what I don't like about this place. Let me tell you something about that. You don't have fellowship here. Spell it out to you. That's not fellowship. Fellowship again, the same language, the same vision in the ancient time, the same coinage. It was us going the same way, not trying to figure out, well, I, I just don't like that. I, well, I, yeah, I don't know how to do it. Well, I just don't know if I like that. Well, I had to park a long way away. Well, I just, I got gravel and it's striped. <laughs> and I just don't know if I like all that. <laughs> One of the things about me is when you get through hearing me preach, people, unless you just really got a problem, people pretty well know where I stand on things. That's right. And I've made friends that way and I've made enemies that way. I, 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 I did something that I vowed to myself that I wouldn't do and I did it today. And it, it, it never does me any, any benefit for doing it, but I went ahead and did it, knowing that I wasn't supposed to do it, and knowing that it was something that I vowed to myself that I wouldn't do, because it never helped me when I do it, but I went right ahead and did it anyway, and it didn't do me any good whatsoever, and I'll know next time not to do it. I read, well, I'll tell you what it was. <laughs> I read a letter that somebody didn't sign. And I've always vowed to myself, preacher, don't ever do that. Don't read any letters before you preach. Wait till you after you get through preaching. Because it basically it's just like, it's like somebody handed me a baby before I preach, and the baby just puke all over my shoulder. <laughs> basically, that's kind of what that's like. <clears throat> Listen, and this goes here, and it goes to the other branches. If you are not man enough or woman enough to sign your name when you write me a letter, don't even waste your time. Everything I say when it comes to preaching, every word I say when it comes to preaching, 
People hear that, not only that, they see that on video, not only that, it's on CDs or whoever wants to hear it can hear it. So everything I'm saying, for better or for worse, for rich or for poor, and in sickness and in health, it goes out for people to be able to scrutinize and either like it or not. And then somebody have the gall to write me a letter and not sign their name to it. You are a coward. Yeah. And I don't say all these things to get you to uh, feel sorry for me. Uh, this, I'm doing what God's called me to do. Orchardville Church is where God called me to go. There again, for better or for worse, richer or for poor, sickness and in health. It's where God's called me to be. I write these things that you may know. There are people in this room that don't know. And I'm not saying about you might come down to a time of die and, and you'd, you'd be fearful of that or not wanting to die. I'm not even talking about that because I think that's just a natural order of things. I don't care how saved you are. I mean, there's going to become a time where you're going to be apprehensive about something like that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about you really don't know. I mean, if I died, would I go to heaven? I, I don't really know. And yet the Bible is very clear on this. He writes these things that we may know. Years ago, down at McLeansboro, I got through preaching, and a woman came up to me, and, and boy, she just had an attitude. And she said, young man, and it was a long time ago for her to say young man, young man, I'll let you know, you'll never know until you get to heaven whether you're going to get to heaven or not. And I said, lady, either I believe you or I believe the Bible. And I've heard what you said. Now let me tell you what God said. God said, I write these things that you may know. Now, either he's pulling my leg or he's telling me the truth, and I believe he's telling me the truth. I write these things that you may know that you have eternal life. I know that I know that I know that I know that I know. And some of you today, you don't know. And you don't have to live like that. God's grace is there for whosoever will thank God. God's not picking and choosing just all oh, the good-looking people. No, it's whosoever will. Thank God for that. I thank God for that. Because I probably wouldn't have been on the good-looking list. I thank God for it's the whosoever will. Whosoever will. Whosoever will. Whosoever will. My wife amen me on that one. <laughs> If you're here today and you never said yes to Jesus as your Savior and you don't really know, you just don't know, you can know today. God's big enough to give you a no-so salvation. God's big enough to do that. Well, preacher, that seems awful easy. It wasn't easy for Jesus. Somebody had to pay for this. It wasn't easy for Jesus. Suffered, bled, and died so that somebody could say yes to him. Wasn't easy for Jesus. I'm glad that God has made it just like he's made it because if it was about money, I'd have got left out. If it was about good looks, I'd have got left out. If it was about natural talent, I would have got left out. But God said, whosoever will. Whosoever will can come and drink. Whosoever will can receive. 
whosoever will. I don't want anybody to go to Orchardville Church and get inoculated against actually having a relationship with Jesus. To where you come in and you just get used to what's going on here. You, you kind of get, get used to the songs. You kind of get used to the service. You kind of get used to the preaching. That's why it's so great. And oh yeah, Justine, I didn't do first-time guests. Remind me of that. That's why it's so great to have first-time guests. Because you can see the looks on their faces. Wow, we like those songs. Wow, the preacher's so great. Wow. Not that funny. <laughs> wow, people are so friendly. See, they're not used to it, but we can just kind of get inoculated to it to where it's just like, just kind of get used to it. If you're here this morning, don't leave this place without knowing that you know. I know. My name has been written down in God's book in heaven. I know that. I know that. I know that. By your heads, please. Father, we're thankful, dear God, for the, once again, the opportunity that you've given me to be able to preach to this people. And we're asking and praying, Lord, that you would uh, touch every heart. You would turn the searchlight of heaven upon every person that's here. And I am believing, God, if there's someone here without Jesus, that when you knock, when you knock, they're going to say, yes, I want that. I want salvation for my own self. I want salvation. I want salvation. I want to know when I leave here today that I have a no-so salvation. I know that I know that I know that I know that I know. Thank God you give that. We're asking and believing, Lord, today's going to be the day. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's all stand. You can know today, and I base that not upon what I said and not on what I thought of last night. I base that upon this book right here, upon this book, upon this book. I almost turned right to it when I opened up my Bible. Two pages over, no, three pages over. Middle of the book, Psalms 118, verse 8. It is better to trust in the Lord. It is better. It is better. It is better to trust in the Lord and to put confidence in man. And I want to even go a little bit further than that and to put confidence in yourself. You think, oh, I'm, I'm going to go to heaven because I'm just a pretty good Joe. Don't work that way. You could, how many have been to the Grand Canyon? Awesome sight. Kay just said, I've been. Kay didn't get to go. And uh, uh, <clears throat> what was I doing that you didn't get? Oh, yeah, you hadn't treated me good that week. That's what that was. <laughs> no, me and Grandma went out there years ago to see, see my uncle. And Kay just mentioned recently that uh, she'd like to go to the Grand Canyon. To go there and see it. And you really wouldn't have to. I mean, everybody's seen it on pictures and stuff. Seen it on TV. A person could lace up their Nike tennis shoes and be the perfect, who was the Olympic guy, Carl who? Lewis. Carl Lewis. And be built like Carl Lewis. 
and take off and run and jump 28 feet. Is he going to make it to the other side? <laughs> or I could dress up in my Nikes and put my jogging outfit on and I could run and jump and I could jump three foot, no. <clears throat> and I could jump 10 feet. Carl can jump 28 feet, but it really don't matter. <laughs> the distance is so great, it really don't matter. It just don't matter. It's just too far. You got to have help. Same way with heaven. A guy can be a lot better than someone else, but distance is too great. It really don't matter at that point. You got to have help. I write these things that you may know that you have eternal life. There are people here today you don't know. And such a sad thing to walk out of here without knowing. When it's as simple as, Lord Jesus, receive me, forgive me, give me that no-so salvation. And when you come up and pray, there'll be people that come up and pray with you because they want to see you born again and have that no-so salvation. Come on as they sing. Come on as they sing.
It is our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677. Saw Jesus.